So your social media feeds, everything is going to be filled with what's going on with these flights. The market, they're feeling it. Southwest shares sliding. They've canceled more than 2,000 flights since Saturday. I mean, that's just nuts. So shares uh, were down uh, 1%. American was up uh, 2%. And Delta and United were up about 1%. That's where they are right now. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. The Dow is, is up 70. NASDAQ is up 40. And these things change all the, the, the time. Just like we've seen um, energy stocks, uh, oil crossed $82. And was the resting there at 81 bucks a barrel. The more we spend on gasoline, the worse it is for Joe Biden. And I don't need to spend more on gasoline to know that I don't like Joe Biden. I, I don't need it. I don't need any part of it at all. I mean, Biden's numbers are bad, silly bad, embarrassingly bad. And when Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, is asked about it, she's like, ah, oh, COVID. I know you probably like to talk about polls and you might say that they don't mean anything, but um, it's also fair to say the White House, when there are good polls, you, you publicize them. So what do you make of these really terrible polls? Uh, are they that he's doing something wrong? Is it just the communication? Or is it he's doing the popular things that have to be done? Or something else? Sure. Well, look, I would say that this is a really tough time in our country. We're still battling COVID, uh, and a lot of people thought we'd be through it, uh, including us. That's not why his poll numbers are in the tank. What's wrong with you? Nobody believes that. Absolutely, positively, no one believes that. No one anywhere believes that insanity. And to say otherwise is just clinically insane. So I don't know what she's, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know why she's saying it. I don't know who this is supposed to appease. Joe Biden's just bad at what he does. Joe Biden is just bad at what he does. But people are bad at what they do. I was talking uh, about a Columbus uh, Day earlier, and, and this, was, uh, this was Greg Popovich, coach of the San Antonio Spurs. This is the great hot take on, on Columbus Day. I'm a little confused about our city. By the way, uh, producer Ari, finger on the dumb button. It's Popovich. You never know what he's going to do. Great. And why it's Indigenous Peoples Day slash Columbus Day. Columbus. I mean, he, he initiated a new world genocide. That's what he did. And beginning with him and what he set in motion and what followed meant the annihilation of every indigenous person in Hispaniola, which was Haiti and the Dominican Republic today. That's what he did. He took slaves. Uh, he, he mutilated. He murdered. Uh, and we're going to say slash and honor him. 
Well, you know, I got to give the San Antonio Independent School District a little bit of credit because at least they added Indigenous Peoples Day along with it. And that's a step in the right direction. But what the hell is Alamo Heights thinking? Is that a step in the right direction? By the way, this is an NBA coach yelling at high schools. Um, is it a step in the right direction or are we not going to talk about what Indigenous people did to each other? This was my point. This is why you stand up. And this is why you say, what's wrong with you people? If you want to have a discussion, I'm all up for a discussion. If you want to say, well, we supplant it with this and you can't say anything, I'll tell Popovich to kiss off in front of his mother, a cop, and a judge. He doesn't get to make the decision on how a conversation goes forward. And he isn't going to ask a con- ask about what indigenous people did to each other throughout history across the globe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't I can't relate to that kind of of ignorance. Now maybe maybe I'm I'm looking at it wrong and maybe no one's ever said to Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs, "Hey, you ever think of this?" So maybe I should ask it that way. "Hey, Greg, you ever think of this?" Maybe you know, I'll be respectful. "Hey, coach, you ever think of this?" How indigenous people treated each other? You want to supplant it. You want to replace Columbus Day. Wouldn't the proper thing to do to be recognize none of it because it's all evil? Wait till you have to recognize the most basic fact in history. It's all been evil until the United States. It's all been terror. It's all been bloodshed. It has all been rape. It has all been pillaging. It has all been destruction. It has all been setting ablaze. It has all been scorched earth. Every last bit of it. It's like you never, ever, ever read a book. This is what happens when you read Howard Zinn. You get brain damaged. Let me tell you how far the brain damage goes. The gifted and talented program will be eliminated in New York City. It's going to be replaced by brilliant NYC. So there's been a lot of talk about how you shouldn't have gifted and talented programs because it's unfair to other students. It makes them feel bad. And, of course, it's racist to begin with. It's not racist to begin with at all. Kids who do better in math, put them in math classes where they can uh, where they can grow and where they can build. Of course, of course you should. You should put them in in classes where they can grow and they can they can build. Brilliant New York City offers students aged eight and up a chances for accelerated learning while staying in their regular classrooms with other students. So this is about where you place the kid. It's about giving more kids the chances to be in gifted programs, even if they don't have it. See, some kids aren't good at math, but they're unbelievably talented uh, as artists. Should we somehow force them to be in some advanced math class? And what about doing this now as he's heading out the door because they're going to have an election in New York and elect themselves a new mayor? They've always got a way. They've always got a twist. They've always got a plan about how they're going to make things better or, or as the line goes now, make things more equitable. 
But as we all know, equity is, is a failure of a proposition. Because that relates to the idea of equality of outcomes. And there's no such thing as the equality of outcomes in a free society. Some people rise and some people fall. And that's the way that one goes. And that's good. The meritocracy indeed has value. And if you oppose the meritocracy as some kind of white supremacy, well, I don't care because you're wrong. Wow, that was pretty easy. I don't care. If you somehow oppose the idea of the meritocracy, you don't believe in a society that has value. But that's not the big thing I wanted to get to. Now, the big thing I want to get to today is Brian Stelter. Hey, phrase it. Sorry, Archer. But Brian Stelter. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Can I please just do the story? Thank you so very much. As I was saying, Brian Stelter. Ew, David. Come on! He's over there at CNN. OMG. Are you kidding me right now? And he has taken the first salvo in something that I thought would come months ago. I have discussed here on this program. Brian Stelter. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, Has gone after radio hosts. I knew it would come. It was only a question of time, but I thought it would come from the political apparatchik. I thought it would come as, uh, hey, we got to bring about the the, the, the fairness doctrine. We got to get this done. So he takes to his show there, Reliable Sources, and you know the worst part about his show, he makes more money than I do. He takes to the show and he begins. Whenever anyone asks me about trust in media, I try to ask, what do they mean by media? Because everyone is a member of the media now. The media includes the New York Times and also a no-name blogger. So let me propose to you a, a different way to think about trust in media. Reporters versus repeaters. This brand new research by Gallup says American trust in the mass media is at its lowest point since 2016 and near a record low overall. But think about it. Almost everyone trusts some form of media. Everyone trusts something. It's just that many people trust CNN and many others trust Fox, even though we're not really two sides of the same coin. He always likes to think himself above uh, Fox. That's that's adorable. But let's be uh, clear. Um, People do trust CNN. There are people out there who trust CNN, and uh, there are people out there who trust Fox. I mean, that's that's true. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that isn't true. I'm saying that is completely true. And I have no issue with him saying such a thing. But it gets a little weird after that. It's obvious that when pollsters ask about the media as a whole, the results are abysmal. And that is in large part due to Republican sentiment that you see on your screen here. So you see these lines diverge over time. The blue line much, much higher than the red line. Republican trust in mass media is at rock bottom lows. And yet Fox's reigns are high and Fox's stars are beloved. So there is trust there. 
But the chasm, the canyon between Democrats and Republicans is critical to understand. Democrats say they generally trust mainline news sources. Republicans say they do not. The space between them is Grand Canyon-sized. Did he just call it a chasm? Is that a thing? Chasm? Ah, forget it. He's rolling. And as Matt Gertz of the Liberal Media Matters noted, the thing about that partisan skew is that it means that negative press coverage is much more damaging to Democrats, whose voters will believe it, and less damaging to Republicans, whose voters generally won't believe it. It's an interesting point. But the even bigger point, I think, is about what the press is. What's the nutritional value of the content? Is it produced by reporters or by repeaters? So at the risk of repeating myself a little bit, okay? Repeaters are the talk radio shouters who tell listeners to hate the other side. They're on TV and radio telling the same story every day. Repeaters are outlets like One America News, which replays Donald Trump's lies on a loop and runs random news packages made by other companies. Repeaters are all over Facebook in hyper-partisan private groups that cherry-pick stories and confrontational memes and make you really rageful. Repeaters are Twitter trolls who anonymously amplify propaganda and try to wear the rest of us down with their repetition. And so much of what they are repeating, so much of the raw material for radio yakkers and Facebook posters and all the rest is from reporters. So talk radio people are yakkers. You knew it was going to come, right? You think Brian Stelter actually understands what we do? understands this conversation that we have every day. We're not yakking. We are dissecting what it is that comes out of the mouths of people like Brian Stelter. And the narrative being pushed instead of the story being told. That's what we did about Russia, Russia, Russia. That's what we do about the border. That's what we do about COVID. That's what we do about China. Every single day. And we do it in the most open, transparent way possible. Phone numbers, callers, social media, engagement. Who does Brian Stelter interact with? Now, I tell you, I I am the worst at taking callers, and producer Ari refuses to put anybody through. The man is just dictatorial when it comes to the phones. I have high standards. You better have a point for producer Ari. But talk radio aren't the ones who are silencing opposition. That's Google and Facebook and Twitter. We're the ones having our conversations on the air. We are the ones who take a look at what CNN is saying and explain where they're pushing narrative over facts. And why should you believe CNN? Well, according to Brian Stelter, it's because, well, we have so many newsrooms. The people pay to figure out what is true, not what they might want to be true, but what is true. And here's the important part, okay? There are easy ways to tell the difference between the two, between reporters and repeaters. CNN, for example, has news bureaus all around the world, all over the place, all the red dots. That's a lot of reporting power. So you can only be a reporter if you have a lot of newsrooms. Can you imagine the elitism? But that's Brian Stelter. That's exactly who he is. But CNN doesn't allow for disagreement. You're not allowed to discuss not having vaccine mandates on CNN. 
Talk radio allows for all of it. You've heard me have the conversation. We may disagree on it, but talk radio allows for these things. Talk radio mirrors actual life because your friends and your friend and your family and your colleagues may have agreements and disagreements. But Brian Stelter and his ilk, they only mimic their colleagues and the elites. I always knew that the attack on talk radio would eventually come. But Brian Stelter doesn't know what talk radio does. What he showed is that he hates our popularity and thinks denigrating us is going to help him look respectable. But Brian, you cannot look respectable until you recognize that your nonsense attacks at talk radio are actually part of the problem and part of the reason that more and more Americans don't trust CNN. Talk radio will continue to lead the way, and you, Brian, could learn something from us if you're willing to learn it all. I'm Tony Katz.